Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. Politico's Ben LaFave scoops some major news this week about the Biden administration's liquefied natural gas policies. The Energy Department is reviewing the criteria it uses to approve new LNG projects, according to two people familiar with the plan. The potential changes could have a major impact on the fast-growing industry, which has made the United States the world's biggest shipper of the fuel. So today, Politico's Ben LaFave talks about his scoop, why it's coming now, and the potential climate and geopolitical impacts. It's Wednesday, January 10th. We got word from an administration official that they are reviewing how they measure whether a proposed LNG project is in fact in the public interest. The public interest determination is actually a formal part of the process that the energy department has to go through when it grants a proposed project, a license to export LNG to countries that do not have a free trade agreement with the United States. That all sounds kind of technical, but that's an awful lot of countries. That includes Japan and South Korea, uh, two of the largest LNG buyers in the world. So for the energy department to basically say, wait a minute, how are we actually considering what's in the public interest? That's actually a pretty big deal that's been, this news kind of rippled through the LNG industry and the environmental community. Yeah. And part of this, of course, is to bring in climate change potentially as a consideration here, right? So I know that's been a priority. The environmental community is really focused on LNG exports right now during an election year for the president. So how is he kind of weighing that, those pressures, along with the geopolitical factors that, of course, are surround LNG at this moment? Yeah. The growth in the U.S. LNG industry, which has been just really kind of breakneck over the past decade, has increasingly pit two key Biden and Democrat constituencies against each other. There's the environmental groups that are basically saying, look, these initial reviews the Energy Department did on what meets the public interest, they don't even really take climate matters into mind. These reviews, the Energy Department did three of them in the past, pretty much focused just on the macroeconomic benefits of like, you know, how much money do we get, that kind of stuff. It doesn't really take into effect the for instance, the methane emissions that have become an increasing concern. So there's talk that the administration wants to bring more of a climate mind to some of these discussions. But there's also on the other side, you know, as we saw with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, there's a lot of consensus that U.S. gas exports really helped Europe kind of stay firm against Russia after the invasion. So that's kind of another piece of the puzzle that, you know, folks are saying, if we're going to open up the books on how we review the public interest or, you know, how how we analyze what's in the public interest, we need to take that into account as well. Yeah, on that, it sounds like there's some tensions perhaps within the administration as, as different agencies in the White House get involved to make this decision. What are you hearing there? Yeah, uh, we're hearing that, you know, basically the climate hawks in the White House and the Energy Department are on board. They're saying, look, over the past decade of the Energy Department processing these export permit applications, it's been almost a rubber stamp. That's been a common complaint. You know, almost every project that asks for a permit basically gets one, as long as it's kind of got its ducks in a row as far as finances and whatnot. But the national security folks, and I heard particularly the State Department, are worried about 
if we even talk about anything that could even start to close the spigot or reduce the flow of U.S. LNG exports, it's kind of disconcerting for some of our allies like Japan and other places that kind of depend on us to give them gas. And the question is for them, if we're not selling gas to them, you know, who are they going to turn to to get it from? That's what we've been hearing coming out of the executive branch. But as with everything, you know, LNG exports get a lot of talk on the Hill. I mean, what have you been hearing from Congress critters about this? Yeah, Congress has responded pretty quickly when I asked them about it here to your story. And Senator Ed Markey, of course, of Massachusetts, big climate hawk. He was at the most recent COP just last month. And he said, you know, this is long overdue, this review. I'm encouraged administrations doing it. He's very clear in, in, in how he wants to see the administration come out on it. And he says that natural gas exports are kind of the next domain for climate and kind of a big test of whether the U.S.'s credibility after coming out of COP in the statement around transitioning from fossil fuels and actually living up to that from a U.S. perspective, they view, you know, this position as important. Republicans spoke with a senator, Kevin Kramer of North Dakota, very outspoken on support of oil and gas. And he, of course, said that this administration is talking out of two mouths is on one hand wants to see more oil and gas production to reduce prices, but then considering a policy change like this that he views as counterproductive and not, not helpful on the geopolitical dynamic we discussed. Also on Tuesday, the Department of Energy launched a request for proposals to contract with companies that can enrich uranium. The move is part of the Biden administration's efforts to boost the U.S. supply chain for materials that are critical to advance nuclear production. The administration has been more focused on establishing a domestic supply chain ever since the Russian invasion of Ukraine, given that global production of the fuel is currently dominated by Russia and its allies. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Today's program support is provided by Chevron. Progress means producing renewable fuels for today's fleets. Chevron intends to grow the renewable fuels production capacity to 100,000 barrels per day by 2030. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash renewable fuels.